Greetings everyone, hey how you doing? It's Matt Sella. It's obviously no secret that this channel has been a little slow since there doesn't seem to be any new episodes of DuckTales or The Owl House to review. Still not sure when the seasons will kick up, but yeah, kinda left in the dark here. However, as I was looking up animated series and movies to review on Netflix, I stumbled upon BNA, Brand New Animal. Now, normally I'm not into anime at all outside of One Piece. However, when I learned BNA is by the same studio that did Kill a Kill called Studio Trigger, I decided to give it a shot since, yeah, I kind of liked Kill a Kill. I thought it was a fun little weird anime. And so today I will be doing a non-spoiler review for season one of Studio Trigger's BNA Brand New Animal. Now, I was going to do the usual first half non-spoiler, second half spoiler talk warning, but after writing the script for this video podcast, I realized it's long enough as is and I'll just proceed to give my impressions and general thoughts over the 12 episode series without giving away any specific plot points. Now before we begin, audio only version usually goes up a little bit earlier on my Spotify channel, so if that's your preference, check it out there. Links are in the description below. On to the review. Now, what is Brand New Animal all about? Well, this world takes place in a 21st century Earth where there are two humanoid species attempting to coexist, the humans and the beastmen. Human-like beings that can shapeshift into anthropomorphic creatures dedicated to one type of a real-world animal, such as wolves, birds, bears, etc. While the humans and beastmen share a history together, example, beastmen were once seen as gods during ancient times, nowadays the beastmen are seen as a dangerous lesser beings by human standards. No surprise there on the human perception, I guess. Anyway, the series starts with a former high school human girl named Michiru Kagemori who suddenly found herself transformed into a Tanuki Beastman. Secluding herself from the prejudice of other humans, she attempts to escape to Anima City, a zone dedicated to Beastmen to live together without human scolding actions. After escaping the pursuit of Beastmen hunters, she finally makes it to Anima City where she meets Shiro Ogami, a wolf Beastman who vows to protect the city and its inhabitants by any means against the humans whom he detests. With his help, Michiru seeks to uncover the truth of her strange mutation, uncovering something deeper while learning about the Beastmen, their culture, and history. And that is the general synopsis for BNA Brand New Animal. To kick things off of what I liked, well, as you may have noticed, after watching this series, I had an itch to draw Michiru somewhat in my cartoon style, which you may have seen on the thumbnail or here on the video podcast. I really like her Tanuki design. I found the color palette and outfit design really charming, kind of cute in a fun way. I also like Michiru's personality kind of matches her appearance. She is energetic, naive, yet stoic in her compassion for others. Despite not knowing much about Beastman culture, when facing challenging ways the city operates, especially on the underbelly of society, she carries over the good aspect of human compassion to create equal treatment Beastmen should follow among themselves. I admit, I really admire things like that. Now, she is not flawless, for her stubbornness often can lead herself and others in trouble despite her good intentions. However, those moments did not feel out of character for me, and which I found her to remain relatable as a lead character. There were barely any moments where her actions throughout the series felt out of character in that regard. Shiro, the white wolf, I also thought was a well-written character. He was brought up as a real anti-human sort of protector, and that somewhat remained true. I like how he did not straight up reject Michiru and her plight, though one could argue what happened to her becoming a beastman could threaten quote-unquote real beastmen 
and their society be the ulterior motive of why he would want to resolve her mystery. Yet as the episode went on, one could tell that he is not as cold and heartless to her, and in a way I saw that Michiru somewhat became a little sister figure to Shiro which I thought was kind of adorable. So my positivity came from the lead characters, and I would include other supporting characters, such as the mayor to Anima City. But to jump to how Beastman society works, I thought was somewhat interesting. However, there were some moments that came up about their culture explained to Michiru by Shiro and others, yet was barely exercised again. An early example is Michiru thought Beastmen always stayed in their anthro form while in the city, but traveling around, she noticed civilians tend to stay in human form outside of festivals and events. If I recalled correctly, it was explained that normally being in Beastman form is an act of aggression against other types of Beastmen and only do so to pick a fight. This never really became a factor or much more explored as episodes went on, as far as I could tell. And so I think that's where some of my bigger problems with the series comes from. I am a big fan of world building, and I like to see little things shown to give us more of an idea of how this world works, the rituals of these characters live by. The series presents these ideas, but quickly moves on to proceed with the bigger plot, which I thought was a real shame. There were times where we also got a glimpse of how Michiru's life was turned upside down, practically halted after mutating into a tanuki girl. As the series goes, she had to drop out of high school and spend two years trying to find answers. For me personally, I would have liked to see the more quote-unquote human struggle she had to go through, losing her friends she grew up with, on the eve of entering adulthood in modern Japan, I imagine this would not be easy for her at all. And I would like to know how her family treated her during all this time. How did her parents react when this happened? Would they still accept her as their daughter? Were they prejudiced towards Beastmen before? And would Michiru become one, cause them to look past their ignorance to learn more about the Beastmen? I think there would be a lot of emotional arcs to explore there. And the series does touch on that a little bit, but as mentioned before, we get a hint of it and then we just move on to another cog of the overall Beastman world plot. And so that would be the greatest issue I had with this series so far. In a way, it tries to balance personal stories with grander social world building, which it can be done. But given that this was only 12 episodes, no idea if there are going to be more. I felt like the narrative could have been a bit more polished and balanced. Now, while that may sound like I'm not in favor of the series, I actually really liked the idea and the characters within the first 12 episodes. Sure, it got bombastic in places, but like I said, Michiru, I think, is a charming and flawed character whom I respect her resolve, even going through trauma of rediscovering herself. The world of Beastmen is interesting, strange, but interesting, on how they operate as a society that you may think would work well together under one city, but may not be as cut and dry as one may assume. The animation and the art style of Studio Trigger definitely factors in to my engagement. It had a great sense of energy, fun, and a touch of creativity, while also leaving room for more serious moments. The composition of how the scenes were laid out, as well as the shifting color tones, definitely helped make this world feel very lived in. And to kind of wrap up here, me not being an anime fan, I enjoyed this. It had a good balance of fun, while a fair amount of social commentary, while not bombarding with over-the-top anime tropes one may expect. This world 
world is fascinating, and while it's obviously written and set in a Japanese perspective, watching this, I am curious how these beastmen would be treated in a more Western civilization, specifically the U.S. Not trying to get political here, but with what us Americans are going through at this moment in our current climate, dealing with such issues as like women's rights, Black Lives Matter, immigration policies, various things like that, I'm curious if in BNA's world, would have the U.S. go through similar issues among the humans? And how would Beastmen culture may be perceived to those fighting for or against human rights? How far would our acceptance of inclusivity go? Does it stop at human blood? Or can it go as far as sentient minds capable of self-awareness, compassion, empathy? Do we take the word humanity literally, or can we equate that to a state of community outside of physical appearances? (laughs) Okay, I went deeper than I probably should have, but hey, ever since Disney's Zootopia, we've seen an increase of anthropomorphic animals in media represent a struggle we have been going through as humans. I admit I have not watched Beastars on Netflix, the art and animation style. It doesn't quite appeal to me, despite hearing about some of the deeper meanings and themes behind it. So I'm really fascinating. But I gravitate more towards things like BNA, where you don't have just anthros, but you also have humans exist alongside them. Conflicting sentient species species trying to live off the same planet, can they coexist and help each other grow? And while the world and character stories of BNA, Brand New Animal, may have been a bit unbalanced, maybe the whole point of the series is for me to wonder about such topics and reflect about the world around me. How does it impact me? Where can the parallels be? Where are the fantastical elements but could be as precaution to everything? It makes you think. And that's why I personally appreciate watching Studio Trigger's Brand New animal. But that's just my perception. You heard my thoughts, but now I want to hear yours. If you saw BNA, Brand New Animal, what did you think of it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, please consider going to my Patreon or do a one-time donation at my Streamlabs. And quick side note, as I mentioned before, I like Michiru, her design and her character that I drew her in my own style. And if you become a Patreon member, you might occasionally see fan art drawing or like, you know, just random drawings pop up there a few days earlier before it goes public. So maybe another reason to check out my Patreon. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Sella. Thanking you all for tuning in. Thank you.